Welcome to Daily Drive for Thursday, October 13th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show, Stellantis cuts a shift at the plant that makes the Jeep Wagoneer. Honda and Sony's EV will be built and sold in North America first. And gaming on the go? BMW and Air Console team up to make it a reality. Plus, a conversation with Rosa Estrada, one of Automotive News' 2022 Champions of Diversity, about her journey from being a line worker at Gentex, struggling to learn English, to becoming the company's corporate controller. We now have a group of people here in the company that are starting exactly at the same spot that I started. I think the biggest message for me is, I, I want them to see me and say, there is a spot for you, there is a path for you to develop as well. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Honda and Japanese electronics giant Sony are betting big on the future of electric vehicles in the U.S. The companies are planning to produce their jointly developed EV at a Honda plant in North America and deliver it first to customers in the spring of 2026. Sony Honda Mobility also plans to export the EV to Japan from North America Executives describe the upcoming EV as a high-value-added model that will build in lots of new technology from Sony, including entertainment systems, advanced software, and sensors. The rollout prioritizes North America, one of Honda's most important markets, because the U.S. is advancing quickly in electric vehicle development and market acceptance. EV-friendly incentives and regulations like those in California also played a role. Speaking of corporate partnerships to bring more EVs to the market, Siemens has signed a deal with the joint venture of Stellantis, Mercedes-Benz, and Total Energies to supply equipment and technologies for electric vehicle battery plants. The joint venture will be called Automotive Sales Company, or ACC. It has a plan worth more than $6.5 billion to build three factories in Europe, with a capacity of 40 gigawatt hours each by 2030 to support growing EV production. Under the deal, Siemens will become ACC's preferred supplier for automation, digitalization, and electrification technology. The companies involved have not revealed the terms of the partnership. Stellantis is cutting its third shift at the plant that builds the Jeep Grand Wagoneer and the Ram Classic pickup. The automaker said no permanent employees would be laid off as a result. Stellantis cited the global microchip shortage for the decision to go to a two-shift schedule. It says the move will improve production efficiency. The company says it will reduce hours for part-time supplemental employees. The new Jeeps took Stellantis into high-ticket territory starting last year. The automaker's U.S. dealers have sold about 30,000 Wagoneers and fewer than 10,000 Grand Wagoneers this year through September. BMW and Air Console think customers need less work and more play while traveling. The companies are working together to bring gaming inside BMW vehicles. The partnership aims to make games playable directly through the automaker's infotainment displays, with smartphones acting as controllers. BMW says games will be delivered over the air. The companies did not identify which games will be available in BMW models and did not say whether the games will be playable while the vehicle is moving. Keep your eyes on the road, drivers. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, Honda and Sony working together on a new EV. Where does LG fit in all this since they're direct competitors with Sony in consumer electronics? 
Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one to see. The new Honda Sony joint venture did not specify what the battery source will be or exactly where they will make these vehicles. So as you alluded to, right, Honda's getting their first EVs on the road in partnership with GM. GM has gotten its batteries from LG and they're working on their Ultium batteries with LG Energy Solution as well. Could be a chance for Honda to expand that partnership, make it a little stronger, get some more economies of scale, or maybe Honda will prefer to try working with another battery partner, one that has fewer complications uh, in the Asian consumer electronics market, and also a chance to just see how somebody else does it. I'm interested to see how this progresses in the next coming months, Jamie. It's interesting. Uh, coming up, we'll hear from one of Automotive News' 2022 Champions of Diversity, Gentex Corporate Controller, Rosa Estrada. That's next on Daily Drive. Hi, I'm Pete Bigelow, host of Shift, a podcast about mobility from Automotive News. Each week, I bring you a conversation with leaders who are on the cutting edge of transportation, like this one with consultant and strategist Salika Josiah Talbot. The technologists are forcing themselves in a space that they shouldn't be. And I think the social scientists and politicians are falling down on the job. To hear more about the new technology and policy reshaping the way people and goods move around, join me on Shift. New episodes each Sunday on autonews.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. Rosa Estrada went from being unable to get through an interview with West Michigan-based Gentex Corp due to her limited English skills to becoming a line worker all the way to the company's financial leadership as its corporate controller. Her story sounds extraordinary, but she says plenty of other prospective employees are capable of doing what she did with a little help. Now, thanks in part to Estrada's advocacy, she belongs to a growing community of more than 130 Gentex employees who speak Spanish. All of this helped earn Estrada a spot among Automotive News 2022 Notable Champions of Diversity, which features 18 executives in the industry who've demonstrated their commitment to improving diversity, equity, and inclusion. I caught up with Estrada to talk about her story and her work to make Gentex a more diverse organization. Here's our conversation. Rosa Estrada, welcome to Daily Drive. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. That's great to meet you. You were named an Automotive News Champion of Diversity for 2022 uh, for your role in Gentex's limited English proficiency program, what is that and how did it come about? So this initiative started at the end of 2020. The business was trying to look for creative solutions. There was a lot of competition with other local manufacturers for labor. At the same time, everything was falling into place because we were also really taking a stand on diversity and inclusion as well. So this was a creative solution. Our demographics had changed over the last 10 years here in the area. And I, I recalled thinking there's so many times that a help desk forwards me calls because the caller doesn't speak English and they're looking for a job. And for the most part, if they call and they couldn't get through the interview, then with that, the language skill that they had, then there was no successful hire. So we started to really taking a look at what gaps were there that perhaps as a business we could help the candidate bridge and that's how this started so we came as a team start talking about solutions what can we do and leadership was very supportive they just wanted to make sure that whatever hire we got got the same opportunities that every other hire in the company had 
we knew it was going to take more than just finding somebody to interview in Spanish. It was going to be a whole project. And little did we know it, it was going to turn into this. That's so interesting. You know, of course, there's a labor shortage all across the country. And here you were getting these calls from people trying to find a job, but they just couldn't get in and couldn't probably really just couldn't function even as employees if they got a chance. So what what kind of support system did you did you all have to build around them? So we started by creating a steering committee. So we had a collaboration with different departments. So legal was involved, HR is involved, operations is involved, marketing, and and just started looking at what do we need to start? And what are those supporting groups? And we started with the basics. This is what we need. We need this documentation. We need to translate this in the system. We need to translate these documents for benefits. But as we started moving into the project, then those other needs started to come about. Oh, we didn't think about that. We also need this. We need to bring more people. And it really became a whole process that took us about a year, I would say, before we we really felt comfortable that, okay, now now what we have, everything that it takes for us to bring in the first person. Well, yeah. And, you know, things like HR and benefits and safety training. I mean, those can sometimes include terms that are hard for native English speakers to understand and to navigate well. So I'm sure there's a lot of help and uh, problem solving to, to be done. Oh, absolutely. And um, a, a, lot, a lot of things that we take for granted that we just were never thought about, even just directions to navigate um, the buildings. So this is an exit. This The bathrooms are this way. Just the very basics that we had to take a different approach as to what would it take to take a general hire. Now we need to think about those other things that really come as second nature to us. We will sit, so with the first group uh, that we had in, which was a third shift group, we sit down and we say, okay, we are learning. Tell us what we can do better because they were the best feedback that we could get at the time. And what can we do different? Uh, what are we doing well? what we definitely need help on. And, and they were fantastic, you know, providing the feedback. It was great to listen that, that those small things, it was so much value to them. Things like being greeted at the door at, at their native language or being greeted at the at the production lines, you know, by the group leaders uh, in their native language and, or, or even seeing people that were trying, they are not Spanish speakers. Things like that, we started to notice that it was really making a difference. So you've said that your own English proficiency was fairly limited when you started at Gentex. What was that like? So I moved to the Sealand area from Mexico when I was 18 years old. And Gentex had already a name. It's a great employer. And that was definitely the place I wanted to work. And I came to the interview the first time and I just couldn't get through it. I mean, I didn't understand it. So I, I was not hired at the time. So I started with a different manufacturer. And I was able to learn just from working around people that spoke English. I learned the basics, and but I always wanted to come to work to, at Gentex because obviously, again, this, this was my first choice. And I was able to get through that interview, but it was very hard once I was in the line. Instructions were in English. And even being around, I felt like I was in a fake it till you make it a status. And and it really is stressful, you know, when you go into a new job, it is as stressful as it is, as you're trying to learn uh, the steps and, and especially in final assembly, you know, it's 
you're highly dependent on the next person or the person before you. Communication is key. So I think that for me, obviously, I'm a corporate controller here at Gentex. What I brought to the steering committee wasn't necessarily my skills as an accountant, but more of the experience, you know, remembering those things. What can we do different? And uh, sharing with the team as to where can we start? What are some things that really make a difference? And uh, so it has been an incredible project. Not many people can go from limited English proficiency and a job on the line to controller for a billion dollar plus company. How did you do it? You know, I would say, I, I always look back. I think the culture that we have at Gentex is something that we have a ton of pride. You know, I think every employee will tell you. I, when I started in the line, obviously, this is a great company. Right away, you want to to be successful. I, I remember the group leaders and one of my performance review, one of my group leaders said, have you ever considered going to college? Because I think you can do more. And it was something that I couldn't never shake off, you know, because here is somebody that clearly can see my my limitation, but yet he thinks I can do something about it. So I, I look into it. I started using the tuition reimbursement program. So here at Gentex, you know, we support education. So he helped me through that. And uh, I started going to Grand Rapids Community College, got my associate's degree. And at first that was my goal. You know, I think it was a little bit small goals at the time. And I thought if I can get my associate's degree, I am golden. And uh <laughs> I had a, a very successful run there in Grand Rapids Community College. I graduated with a 4.0, so I thought maybe I should consider going for my bachelor's. And I did. And this is a company that has grown so much. And opportunities are just there for people to get. And I just wanted to be part of the story of this company. And interestingly enough, I would say in the most genuine way that even though I still have an accent that is very, <laughs> very obvious, I have been in, in several different roles. And I would say I'm very blessed that I have never had a manager that has seen it as an issue or as a barrier for me to move into something new or bring some value to a different role. And it had just been a matter of growth. I think that if you're willing to grow, you're going to put in the work and ultimately that's what gets you through. And this is something that it was very meaningful to me as well. As an accountant, I'm not really used to the spotlight a whole lot. And, and at first I had my hesitations. I told my boss, I don't know. I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't want to be the face of this, but I had to really reconsider because we now have a group of people here in the company that are starting exactly at the same spot that I started. So I, I think the biggest message for me is I, I want them to see me and say, there is a spot for you. There is a path for you to develop as well. How many new hires have been made possible through this program? And uh, how, how does that population compare with like the rest of your local workforce or total company employment? So we have just shy of 6,000 employees right now. Uh, we have uh, 130 employees. Uh, they are part of the LEP program. This does not include people that has moved out of the program already. So what I meant by that is that we get people that are at different levels. Um, a lot of them speak no English at all. Some of them know the very basics. And something that we have found is that they are eager to move into the general population. You know, they want to be around English speakers. So some of that number does not include those that have moved on to different areas now because now they dominate the language a little bit better. So it's, it's 130 and we are growing the program every week. <laughs> have you seen it lead to any changes or improvements in the community, like beyond the Gentex facilities? You know, that that was something that we didn't plan and, and that we didn't 
anticipate at all that immediate feedback in the community it was overwhelming you know we had a lot of people reaching out but also internally i mean something that we had to address from the very beginning was how are the rest of the population going to take this change because now we are taking this group and we are narrow focus on them and, and what do you how are we going to bring them in and there was a lot of attention that positive impact that this had in our company was something that you can't plan for you know it was it was super well received everybody will email us this is great it's so good that we are doing this some people were like I can bring in my family now. This is great. And there were some others that natives of this area that said, this feels like this is the right thing to do. It really was a feel good project for everyone. But that community immediately, you can see that certain organizations reaching out to us. We have other employers reaching out to us and say, how do you do this? This is great that you guys did it. Again, for that, we didn't plan. We didn't expect it. But it has been definitely so impactful and something that here we are, you know, a year and a half later still talking so much about it. Rosa Estrada, Corporate Controller at Gentex and an Automotive News Champion of Diversity. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you. You can find more about Rosa Estrada and all of our 2022 Notable Champions of Diversity in the latest print edition of Automotive News or at autonews.com. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News Coordinating Producer Jake Neer for his help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on diversity, equity, and inclusion, manufacturing, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for a look at a new report that says F&I sales are up between 5 and 10% this year compared with 2021. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.